Hey folks, welcome back. Whatsoever is true. I am your your chatty host, Jason Coral, the author and uh, definitely a a, the, a fundamentalist. <laughs> Put into fun and fundamentalism right here. And today's subject is about living biblically with giving. Okay, so I'm I'm taking off on this one. Is socialism is a sin? All right. Socialism is a sin, one of the greatest sins that the church has imbibed today by being conformed to this world, not being transformed by the renewal of our minds, and by and not testing everything. Now, I want, you to, I want you to consider this. I'm using Romans 12. As always, I'm going to give you my authority. My authority is, is coming from the word of the Lord here. Romans 12, after 11 soaring chapters of doctrine of defining what's wrong with mankind and what God has done about it, he then says our response to it should be submission. And therefore, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is your reasonable worship. In other words, we owe God everything. We owe him our lives. And in particular, he says, don't be conformed to this world. That way it's manner of thinking. And it's and it's uh, it's not saying anything about you know basic customs. You know, should we shake hands or should we bow? That, that's, that's irrelevant. That's not a moral issue. But the principles of belief... Don't be conformed to them, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Okay? Once again, it's not this, this supercilious nonsense that people say, don't, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't smoke. I don't know how many Christian churches or institutions demand that, that people don't uh, drink or, or something. That, that's not biblical. And you have no right, they have no authority to tell you to do things that the Bible doesn't prohibit. So if you want to you have a glass of wine, have a glass of wine. You want to go have a beer, have a beer. Don't get drunk. That's clearly prohibited. Right, but something like that, or or what, whatever, it, you know, they they put they put these restrictions on people that are that are based on something that's not in the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is telling you, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do you do that? By studying Scripture and applying its principles to life. And by testing, you're going to be able to figure out what's good and acceptable and perfect. You know, in other words, you have to think. The Christian life is a life of thinking. It's a life of being able to clearly be clearly determine what the principles are that are applies to something, because there's a million gazillion particulars in life. If you try to figure out everything on the fly, that's where your problem is going to be. Print wisdom, biblical wisdom, is taking the principles of the scripture and applying them to the particulars of your life. So let's look at one of them here. Socialism is a sin. That's clear and easy. Socialism violates. Have no other god before me before me. That's the first commandment. It, it sets up the state as the highest good. Now, some people violate that in, in varied ways and in varied intensity, but that's clearly the case of the state as power that it takes to itself that God didn't give it. In socialism, all things for the state. In particular, I'm going to go back to this one, the the, the commandment, thou shalt not steal. This, In other words, that's that's that is exactly something that the principle of it, wait, wait a minute, so private property is good and it's real. All property belongs to the Lord, So, but ultimately you have a division of property here on earth and in this life. So the state believes that all property is its own, basically, and it can dispense of it how it sees fit. It raises taxes, lowers taxes, but it just assumes that it's, it's right to just tax anything. This, the, so the commandment against theft is if I go over to my neighbor's house and, and, and take money for him, doesn't matter what I took the money for. 
if if my if my family needs it for something I, that you could say that's a good reason but i still can't take money from him without his consent that's theft well no, the principle doesn't change just because i go to the ballot box and vote for socialists to take it for me theft is theft socialism is a sin it's based on theft and it, it violates the first commandment because it's assuming that the state has authority that god didn't give it so that's idolatry and then it's theft the tenth commandment it violates coveting you're coveting all this talk about pay, people paying their fair shares none of my business what other people make steph curry the uh, basketball player was once asked about his contract he wasn't making as much money as some other people in the nba they asked about it that's asked him about that and i, I believe this his response was you know my father taught me not to count other men's money that's that is a great encapsulation of thou shalt not covet none of your none, none of your business none none of your stinking business christian what someone else is making if they came over to your house and stole it or you had a contract with them and they violated the contract then the civil magistrate should get involved then there's a crime been committed but all this talk about well the system is the system criminal Again, if someone's taking your property or forcing you to work for them, you want to, you want to know what a great example of, of theft is? Slavery. Slavery is, is clearly taking people's property their entire life and their labor and not rewarding them for it. So there you go. So you're coveting because you're upset other people are making more money or they have more stuff than you. It's none of your business. Now, finally, it's also a violation of the third commandment. The third commandment is not to take the Lord's name in vain. Now, many Christians do that while they vote and, and they applaud and, and extol the virtues of socialism because they say, that's good. I'm helping out the poor. Well, you're helping out the poor with other people's money. And then you're saying, that's good. So you're, you're perverting the commandment of the Lord. You should give. You should take care of the poor. You cannot vote to steal other people's property. Now, the thought that it's going to be better if the government does it is, first of all, fallacious. That's not true. Private charity is always better than bureaucratic nightmares. And if you, if you think that that's the case, then you tell me one last time was that you had a great time at the DMV or dealing with any government bureaucracy. It is mind-numbingly bureaucratic, mind-numbingly impersonal, mind-numbingly corrupt. It is not biblical. Private charity, on the other hand, is. You care that much about the poor, baby, you give. If you don't have any money to give, then you give your time. Okay? That's the key. None of your business. Mind your own business. Socialism is a sin of the highest order because it's not just theft. You are, you are ascribing and extolling theft and in, and in planting it across the board in income taxes and property taxes. Income taxes and property taxes are sinful. Yes, you should pay them because that's the law, but they are sinful. The Lord does not allow you to tax people for things they would not normally give. Now, how is, you, how is the government going to get money then? The government is supposed to be funded through so that it can it can enforce law in other words it can punish criminals and it should get that through sales taxes head taxes poll taxes things like that so there's still freedom involved 
You still have to pay taxes. This is not, it's not biblical to say you shouldn't pay taxes. But the government is designed by the Lord to punish criminals. You see that in the New Testament in Romans 13, that's what the government's for. That's what the civil magistrate is designed for. You even see it in the Old, the Old Testament when Daniel's thrown into the lion's den. And of course, he's not killed. And then he says what to the king later, he said, what, what crime did I commit? I didn't commit a crime. You had no right to do that. While still honoring the king, he, he's told him that. I didn't commit a crime, and you know that. So even on his heart, which is a pagan, a Babylonian king, he knew that the government can't do something unless the person's done a crime. So across the board in Scripture, that principle's there, and it's very, very clear. So that being said, socialism is a sin because it's violating the first commandment, the third commandment, and I think of, the, of, them, of them all, those, of those first, the first and the third are, are just egregious, and it's, people are, I'm, I'm telling you guys, my, my wonderful listeners, I just aghast sometimes at how bewilderingly vacuous even Christians are, because they're just not paying attention to scripture. Once again, the state has no authority to rewrite moral law. It has none. Charities and churches should should be out there, which brings me to this: giving the Christian is commanded to give. Now, in Second Corinthians, Paul lays a story out where the plan out that you, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. You've been given all in Christ. You should give. Yes, you shouldn't be thinking, "Oh man, I can't." I can't, you know, what, what about me? What about mine? What about mine? I've got to make sure I get my money. Um, Take care of people. When it when, in the book of James, it says, that "Don't tell somebody to go and, and God bless them if you've got the ability yourself to bless them. Don't put off on the church to do something or a charity or the government to do something. That's the principle. He says, if you've got it, you do it. But what's happening right now is we got people who are lazy, slothful, idolatrous, taking the Lord's name in vain, and 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 then telling them to get, we're going to go vote to steal my neighbor's money when it's my in my power to go do it for them." Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing, by the way. Well, socialists, no way. Socialists are going to pat themselves in the back. Socialists are constantly hurting themselves. I'm surprised they don't need shoulder surgery all the time because they're constantly patting themselves in the back. It's nonstop. It's a religion of man. Socialism is a fantastic new age slavery. Getting everybody to contribute to something while you pat yourself on the back and live large. Right? You should be ashamed of yourself, Christian America, that you ever flirt with this sinful, fantastical, vacuous notion that somehow forced giving is good. You should give. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Again, still pay your taxes. I'm not telling you not to pay your taxes. I'm not telling you the government doesn't have the legal authority to do that. I'm telling you it doesn't have the moral authority to do it. It's sinful, and we should call them out on it. We still obey the government. But we still prophetically speak truth to it and tell it it's sinful. And we specifically try to raise up Christians and disciple them to show them that that is a sinful thing. I, 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 I know I'm not mincing words here, <laughs> but you're commanded, I'm commanded to be give cheerful givers. No one should give under compulsion. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. That is unambiguous. It's unequivocal. And anyone who knowingly and willfully violates that needs to repent of it. The Lord's clear. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. No one should give under compulsion. You should give freely. That is the message of Scripture. That is the message of the church. Taxation, tax, well, charitable taxation is not charity. 
it is a twisted and demonic thing that we have accepted in this culture. The Lord commands us to work. The state, under the socialist demonic pretense, comes in and taxes your income before you even get it. People like Bernie Sanders run around and talk about how much they love the poor. And yet the poor go to work and they lose up to half their income before they ever get it. Because don't forget, taxes are coming out of that paycheck. If you if you earn net or a gross of $400 a week and you take home $300, you've already lost 25% of your income. That was real money. Moreover, the, the employer had to pay other taxes in the backside of that gross, which were probably another 100 So you lost two-fifths of your income. The poor, who really needed that income? That money was there. The employer paid it. That's theft. And then the government still sales taxes, property taxes. Even if you're renting, you're still paying property taxes. Don't be deluded. Don't be deceived. And that's horrible. The way to fix this is for Christians to rise up and understand what the Scripture says about giving. You give. I give freely. We tithe to our church. How much did you tithe? I don't know. That's up to you and the Lord. I think the base would be 10%, but the New Testament never says it. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Uh, I'm not saying a, a pastor is sinful or being wrong when he says that you should give 10% that the tithe is still in effect. The principle of, of tithing is still in effect. How much? I have no idea. I think you should tithe as much as you can. But you can also tithe to your church, which I think you need to support. Absolutely. Tithe to the saints. But also tithe to in giving to always be looking to give. Look, give in the friends and anyone in need and so forth. We should be a culture of giving. That's why socialism has, has grown, because nobody sees that in the church anymore. We should be a culture of giving. We should be a culture of service. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. If you're a Christian business person, you should be making a profit, obviously. But that's not the goal of it. The goal of it is honor the Lord. The goal of it is, a, is to use the talents and the resources you have for the Lord's glory. Which is the other thing. It's why socialism is is evil. Is because it gives the Bernie Sanders is is, is <laughs> the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs and and yes, the Joe Bidens gives them glory. They're the ones taking credit for giving, not God. The purpose of giving should be the glorification of the Lord. That's the other reason why you know and you can be clear that socialism is an absolute sin. So. We should give. Now, I'm going to bring you to Romans 13, verse 8. Owe no one anything except the love. Okay? He who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Owe no one anything. No one in the state nor any other institution has a right to tell you that you owe. That's why I love when, when politicians say they need that the rich especially need to pay their fair share. Huh? Fair share for what? I mean, there should be a head tax. Every American should have a head tax. You should, you should all be taxed, right? If you've got a house full of, of four people, five people, you should all pay a tax of, let's say, um, 100 bucks a year. That should be your tax. And maybe you put, then you pay a, a, a nominal sales tax. That's it. That'd be, that's fair. And you say, well, that's not fair because the poor will get hammered and the richer, well, then... then then the sales taxes, the rich will spend a lot more because they're spending more. When you go out to drive, you'll be. When I go to drive, I drive a, a Tundra because you know I love trucks. And uh, anyway, I'm a, I'm a man. Anyway, uh, and I'm gonna pay more in gas taxes because I use more tax. I use more gas. If you're driving more, you'll pay more in taxes, so it'll be paying for the roads. That's fair. That's the way it goes. If you're looking for for perfection, let me finish with this. What you'll notice is that socialists are going to continue to call out inequalities as if they're sins, forgetting that the, it's sin that caused work to be hard. Thorns and thistles, 
the Lord cursed the ground so that our work would be hard and frustrating. Socialists hate this. Then turn to the devil, turn to the beast, and say, fix this problem for me. He says, okay, I'm going to do it through government. I'm going to do it through tyranny. No, don't forget that the Lord had a crown of thorns in his head that the Romans put on him to mock him. That's a symbol that our Lord gets crucified. Even our work, the difficult work, the futile work we, we make, the business enterprises that failed for us, the hard days, our knees hurt, our feet hurt, we're on our feet all day, uh, our bosses mean to us, all of that stuff. Work is hard. Yes, it is. But that's, that's, you go to the Lord with that. He redeems our work. Not socialism. Socialism is simply saying, Lord, I don't trust you to fix the problems of labor and work and the economy. I'm going to turn to Satan. He'll do it for me. There you go. So, crown of thorns was on our Lord's head. That's how we know there will be a day where that's going to be redeemed too. Now, if you're stuck in a tough job and you've got economic problems and you've got money problems, brother, sister, I, I feel your pain and, and, and I've been there myself and, and we, I don't know if I'll be there again tomorrow. I don't know. But I trust in the Lord. Remember, Israel's sin when they got out of Egypt was right there in Exodus. They start grumbling and complaining and, and saying, we should have just stayed in Egypt. Well, at least we had meat pots there and bread. They preferred slavery because they had security of property, guys. That is exactly what modern Christian socialists are doing right now. It's the same sin. Remember, they were judged for that. They wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. So the Christian church needs to rise up and more emphatically state, as I have here, biblically, that socialism is a sin for all of the reasons I just told you. All of these reasons are non-contradictory and they are biblical. You cannot make a biblical case for socialism. Is free mar- Are free markets and capitalism perfect? Of course not, because sin still infects us. Pointing out a thousand different little ways with the, where the economy or, or in, individuals are, are, are sinful and so forth isn't proving socialism is good, good and capitalism is bad. It's just proving the sin is there. We should pray over it. And the principle of freedom still applies. No one should be forced. Oh, no one anything. And if you start saying you can put a burden on somebody that they have to pay for this with, you have to, you have to ask, answer the question, where did you get the authority from? Like I said, how, to, how the government should be funded from tax, I think they get some diversity in that with sales taxes, lotteries, things like that. I think they can be, it's, it, there's no compulsion. Like a head tax or a poll tax, you know, other countries have done that in the past, historically. I, I, have a, I, I, don't, I don't really particularly like them. I do think that if every citizen could be taxed at a small amount, that's not a bad idea. And that's not burdensome. If, of course, the people are destitute, they don't, you know, they, they don't pay the taxes, right? So that's why I think that sales taxes are better. Lottery taxes are better. Um, there's no perfect way to do it. There's no perfect way to do it because guess what? We're in sin. But the government's doing what it's supposed to do. Then it's just punish criminals. And it doesn't need as much funding anyway. Our government needs a lot more funding because it's doing a bunch of stuff it shouldn't do. And then it doubles down on the sin by coming up with more tax schemes, ways to raise money, and then it starts demonizing people who don't want to pay as much taxes, and on and on we go. And that's why socialism, because it's of the devil, will always lead to bankruptcy and war and strife, always, without fail. And any intermingling of the two, if you're sitting there going, well, I don't think, and this is wimpy Christianity at its best right here, I don't think we, we have to be full socialists. We could just take some of the better ideas from it. Well, it's wonderful. Good thing for us that the Lord didn't do that in the wilderness when he was tempted by Satan. Let me take a couple of your better ideas 
and mold them with Scripture. You find for me where that is in the Bible. You can't intermingle sin with the Lord. Are you out of your mind? This is just an example that's just maddening to me. It's maddening. Wimpy Christianity, unbiblical Christianity, people who don't think about the Bible as their ultimate authority are making mistakes like this, and they're costly. And they bring in judgment upon our land now. So, turn from that, and we pray that the Lord, the Lord redeems us from this, this snare of Satanism, which is the socialistic policies, tax policies, and everything that just goes back to Washington, D.C., telling Washington is God, and we have a new prayer, and it goes this way. Our Father, who art in Washington, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. My house as it is in Washington. And give us this day my daily bread by the forcible taxation of my neighbors. <laughs> and leave me not in the freedom, but deliver me from the strains of independence and dependence upon the Lord. <laughs> and please forgive my debts, but make sure you don't forget the debt, the debt of others. For thine is the kingdom of Washington and the power and the glory of politics forever and ever. Amen. That is the devil's socialist prayer. It reverses the entire created order that we are, we are made for and called to, and uh, that's where we end up. So I pray that we don't do that. I pray that we actually pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Washington as it is in heaven. And even Washington, even President Biden, and everybody there realizes that they are the Lord's. This is the Lord's earth, and they are accountable to him, and they will have to give an account. And give us this day our daily bread, Lord. Not the, not, not, not the state, not the government, but the Lord, through freedom and through hard work and through, and through family and through the church. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. Okay, for thine, get the Lord's, is the kingdom and the power and the glory. That is the prayer of the Christian, not socialism. Hope you guys enjoyed this, and I hope it was edifying. I hope it lit a fire under you so you stop being, uh, we got wimpy Christians out there that don't know the scripture and don't take it seriously and aren't, and aren't emboldened by it. And don't pump your fists when you hear it. Okay, that's what I want. I want to try to just really get you guys jacked up. And I want you to get you emboldened for the Lord, knowing that his word is true and righteous altogether and good. All right, with all that, don't forget to check out whatsoeverstrue.com. That's the blog. Got tons of stuff on there. It'll hopefully be edifying for you. And I'll catch you guys next episode.